What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, uh, another Freedom Chasing Day, and another special Zoom with a rock star tonight. Hey, we're going to get rolling because we are here for only one hour. We're going to keep it tight. It's going to be concentrated and jam-packed with crazy value, crazy value. If you know our special guest tonight, you know, he just drops nuggets left and right. So buck your seatbelt, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be fantastic. We got an amazing topic tonight, um, but but I don't want to steal any of our special guests' thunder. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Victor, can we go to the next slide here, please? We always got to hit the housekeeping items, right, Marcel? Got to do a little housekeeping. Uh, hey, this is a collaborative community and Zoom. If this is your first time joining us with the Multifamily Freedom Chasers, a big warm welcome to you. Um, if you can, turn your camera on if possible. We want to see your handsome or beautiful face. And uh, it's just always good to just see you on the other side instead of a black screen. Um, but everybody's muted for security purposes. You got some weirdos out there that try to do some crazy things. So we got to do that just to make sure um, everything stays organized and nobody throws any crazy curveballs out there. Uh, and then we're actually going to be mindful of the time. That's actually speaking to me directly. <laughs> and uh, be active in the chat. Let's go. I see we got a lot of people tuning in from all over the place, East Coast to West Coast. I love it so much when we cover all of our time zones. So, Victor, let's go to the next slide. Ladies and gentlemen, the MFC community, like no other, nobody on the planet is doing what we're doing. We offer free one-on-one multifamily real estate education with the Multifamily Freedom Chasers. You guys can see right there the different segments of our educational ecosystem. This is the bread and butter, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I mentioned, you know, our Thursdays, we reserve every now and then for special Zooms, but this is the bread and butter. This is the backbone. These are our leaders that you see with the picture right here and hats off to them. We couldn't do it without our leaders, but plug in to our educational ecosystem happening every single week. Let's go to the next one, Victor. Is that it? Is that the last one? Oh yeah. Last one right here. Okay. And if you're not plugged into everything that we have going on with the Multifamily Freedom Chasers, plug in, check out our YouTube channel. All of our Zooms that we have during the week get uploaded to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Instagram, our Spotify channel. If you're not in our Facebook group, go to Facebook. After this Zoom, type in Multifamily Freedom Chasers. That's where we house all of our communication mostly, and we just keep it popping in our Facebook group as we chase our freedom through multifamily real estate investing. So with that- Let's yes. put in, let's put in here, Victor, let's throw that link to the Facebook group in to make it simple so everyone can just hop onto the free Facebook group to be exposed to everything. That's right, let's do that, let's do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Marcel, Victor, I think it's time. It's 6.05 mountain time. I think it's time to bring on our special guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a reason that this gentleman is called the apartment rock star. He's one of our mentors. He's one of our preferred partners and just an outstanding individual, both personally and professionally. We're super stoked to have him on our special Zoom tonight. He's going to be talking about a topic that is absolutely critical at this time and stage of the market when it comes to multifamily real estate investing. There's a reason that he is the only two-time National Apartment Owner of the Year. We're so thankful to have him tonight again back with the Freedom Chasers. 
So everyone, give a warm welcome to the apartment rock star, Mr. Robert Martinez. Hey guys, how are you? Are you able to see me? We yes. see you and hear you loud, loud and clear, clear Robert. Marcel, it's been a minute. It's great to see you. Trevor, Victor, I saw Victor uh, at our accelerator call. Victor, Victor Marcel, and um, Trevor are, are part of my students. You know, we we meet we we meet every week at our accelerator call, and we talk about what's going on in in the real estate world. You know, we answer all kinds of questions, covering from interest rates to covering how do I underwrite this and how do I operate as. Trevor alluded to my my claim to fame is that I I know operations. I'm a I'm the only recognized two time National Apartment Association Independent Owner of the Year. I didn't just get that award. I've been in this business for 15 years and I've uh, seen a lot of things. And this is a crazy market right now. This is the exact same kind of market that I got started in back in 07. So everything's turned upside down. Valuations are crazy, um, crazy in favor of the buyer. Um, you know, a nightmare if you're the seller, but um, it, it is an amazing time to get in. Absolutely, Robert. We're, we're super pumped to have you. And uh, we, we want to give you the stage. Obviously, we don't want to take any more of, of, of your time with us talking about X, Y, or Z. So I would say, let's go ahead and just jump into it. We're super excited about the topic that we have. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Look, I'm just like all y'all. Look, I, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I didn't know anything about real estate. My father worked at a fast food chain here in Texas for 40 years. My mother worked as a seamstress uh, up until the point that I graduated high school. And, you know, they showed me what they could. They were my first mentors. And they said, go to school and get good grades. And so I did that. I went to Texas A&M University, uh, graduated with an engineering degree. And I thought I was going to go and make my fortune in corporate world. And that's not how corporate world is, is set up. Corporate world is set up so that the... the um, the main owner makes his money, but everybody else has to work for that group, right? So, you know, it's it, you, you lose a lot of your financial control. Um, after 10 years of being in the corporate world, I realized that I wanted to do something different. And um, started looking around for different things from water vending machine to buying a car wash to buying even a childcare facility, you know, and, and I ended up walking into a real estate club and, and I met this crazy guy here in Houston, Texas. And um the rest is history in there you know i went to a two-day event that weekend paid 500 bucks that 500 changed my life saturday was single family sunday was multi-family by sunday i was ready to to dive into this um i wrote a check for ten thousand dollars and i i wrote i wrote a check for ten thousand dollars and i got you know consumed by everything that was on the inside of that of that company i mean i treated it like it like like it was the most important thing uh, because it would be, it would be a game-changing, life-changing decision for me to um, learn real estate. I met my first partner there for the next, for the first few years, he and I went and bought apartment deals together. Uh, we bought 10 deals, uh, 2,000 units, and I was the operating arm. He, he was the equity. He was the balance sheet guy. He was, he's the guy that, that, that was the face of our business and he would raise the equity. And I was behind the scenes, kind of like the Wizard of Oz, paying no attention to the guy behind the curtain, you know, and I was keeping us going during the recession. And that's where I really, really strengthened my, my operational skill is by getting, by jumping into the, the deep end of the pool, um, the, the deep end of the pool uh, right away and learning how, how the business was run. Um, I'm fortunate for that because it gave me a step up and advantage for everybody else. I never got to see calm waters. I never got in. I have an expression. There's a lot of 
there's very few wartime generals out there and there's a whole lot of peacetime generals. And right now you're seeing a market that's ridiculous. And none of the people, 80%, 90% of the people in this market today were not in doing real estate in 07, 08, 09, 2010. They have never seen this. They didn't understand the importance of having a surplus of cash or what have you. And I was very fortunate to have started back then so that now I can share with you guys. So just moving forward, you know, he and I, my partner and I had a falling out, um, which happens when you have a partnership, which happens when, when you're growing and somebody's stacks get bigger than somebody else's stack. And it's time to cut to cut the cord. So in 2011, I started Rockstar Capital. Um, since then, we've gone on to buy over 30 communities. Today, we own 24, 4,849 units. Um, due to our accomplishments, due, due to the refinance events that we've been able to achieve, you know, I, I've been able to raise a lot of money. Um, you raise that when you return money to people's people's pockets. Um, I've, I've returned 100% of the equity out 15 times. Um, two more times recently, we did refinance, strategic refinances, which were not big equity pools, but they were they were enough to get us out of the, the, the hurricane that's hitting right now. And because of that, I've been able to raise $184 million of other people's capital. So I've learned, I've learned how to raise capital. You know, I, I understand seeing what it is that, that, that you're trying to to present storytelling is a big part of understanding how to raise capital it's even better when you're doing it and you, and you have a track record it makes it very easy actually you know how did you treat your investors during the last recession you know did you stop distributions um have you had issues um you know a variety of things and so i i i, I take a lot of credit for that getting started in a market just like this is, is very, very unique for me. Love it. Robert, let's let's go into this. Oh, I, do you still have, you have a couple more here, best value apartments? Oh, that's a great I do, I do, so I wanted to show this. Look, everybody gets started out somewhere. That That's our very first uh, uh, picture you know, that we put back in 2011, and that's how we did marketing. We didn't understand social media. We didn't understand uh, SEO or word optimization uh, or, you know, buying keywords. You know, we, we used a little attention getter sign and and we would take turns standing outside we, we would put big banners on the outside of our buildings big colorful flags um in houston you're not allowed to use the leasing flag but you can put any nationality you want so i looked in the, into the, the there was a book called the world a world of flags and i went through it and i found the most colorful flag marcel we had we were very proud to represent in all of our properties the country of seychelles if you get a chance, go look up the flag of Seychelles. It is the prettiest <laughs> flag there is. I know. And, and all of our sites had that. We had this look. You could tell which one of my properties were there because you saw the flag of Seychelles. And, you know, the, the, the inspector, whoever was running around, can't say anything because it's actually a nationality. It's, it's a world flag. So we were able to use that. And I remember you saying that when we toured your properties with you and when you showed us some of your assets, the first thing you pointed out was the signage. You the wanted signage. to see the sign. What does the signage look like? I need to, you need to see it from the highway. And you even got on one of your, your managers, right? The signage needs to be better. It needs to look better. Where's this signage? Where's that signage? So um, this is not just a picture there. You still do that today, right? Just in a different right. form, of course. Well, and, and there's been an update that I'll share with you in a little bit right here. But that's how we got started. My first deal was, in a, uh, you know, that picture right there was a 1974 classy, yeah, uh, flat, uh, flat roof property that we picked up. Forget this, fifteen thousand five hundred a door. 
126 units came in there with a million dollar rehab uh and you could see the million dollars like we put all new air conditions we put new siding we added amenities we updated the units replaced the appliances we did a lot of things that would make it very enjoyable and we turned that property around into a mega winner like when we finally sold that deal i think it was in the beginning of 2021 uh we wound up receiving like a 9x return for our investors you know and i only wish that i had more money into that deal we paid 1.9 million for 126 units uh, and in the end, I think we find him selling it for like 10 million plus. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Let that sink yeah. in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go to the next slide. So this is where we're at today, right? We have 24 communities, uh, 4,849 units. Uh, we had $53 million of depreciation last year, which is huge. Uh, we've raised, we've given back lifetime 127 million. So it's not just about raising equity, right? It's like anybody can raise equity. Can you give it back to them? So we gave back 127 million so far uh, and climbing because we're because we're, we're continuing to grow every single year. Um, total asset value is somewhere in the range of 600 million dollars. So the next slide. All right, and my key to my success and the key to your success will be this formula. This right here pays for your admission right here. If you understand this. This is what a lot of people call like a force appreciation, but it generates wealth. I call it the magic formula because I never learned this from my mom and my dad. My dad was the smartest guy that I ever met, graduated without any touring this high school, did it all, never taught me this formula. I went to my engineering classes and my business classes at Tech saying them, never did I learn this formula. This is how you make money in multifamily, NOI, net operating income, revenue minus expenses. I need to do everything I can to maximize rents and do everything I can to, to, to minimize expenses. Divide that by the cap rate. In this case, we keep it simple, use 5%. That's because it's a 20 to one hit. So a $25 rent bump on a 200 unit property will generate $1.2 million. And boom, that's how you make money. $25 is nothing today. And if you can get that across the board on 200 units, and it can come from rent, it can come from uh, other income, it can come from pet fees and government number ways. It's generating $25 on 200 units. That generates $1.2 million. Let's keep going. We'll go through a couple of examples. So we talked about NOI boosters, right? Here's a live example of a deal that, that we uh, last refinanced, right? We were able to generate income from administration fees. We were able to in, uh, generate income from washer and dryers. If you have a property with washer and dryer connections, you need to raise the money and put a washer and dryer into every one of those units. Nobody wants to go to the washroom, especially uh, people that, that work late. They don't want to go there late at night. You know, uh, singles, ladies don't want to go there late at night. No, but they love to have the ability to do uh, their laundry from their laundry room. Um, of course, rent growth we had, we averaged anywhere between three and 8%. Ballet trash, I love ballet trash, putting a little trash can outside paying a company $15 a door to come pick it up five nights a week, charging you $25 uh, for the service. Not, it's, it's required, it's not an option. And we make 10 bucks, covered parking. I mean, and again, these are old examples. This is what we did at the time. You know, you know covered parking. Hey, you have no expenses with your parking. Go out there and charge for reserved parking. Go out there and charge for your, if you have any uh, uh, carports, charge for them, fix them up paint them 
and there's low maintenance. You know, at the time we did low flow toilets, we were able to save money on that, um, high efficiency lighting, and a bunch of other capex that helped us that helped this property grow. One of the biggest capex items that I think you should always do is air conditions, because I've done this long enough. The reason why people move out is maintenance, and the number one maintenance headache is air conditions. So people don't talk about this enough, Trevor and Marcel and Victor, is that the easiest way to boost your NOI is for no one to move. During 2020, when they tried to put that, that crap, that COVID crap all over us, and then force you to try to get the jab, people were afraid to leave their apartments. Remember that? You had, we created social distancing. We, we did everything we could to, we had to get a paper to show that you could leave your house and go to work. They scared everybody. We were considered an essential employer. So my, my employees got to leave their, 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 wherever they lived to come to work to take care of the 5,000 units that we had. That's how crazy COVID was. But it was a gold mine for the apartment world because as everybody was afraid to go outside and touch their neighbor, they stayed inside. And nobody wanted to move to another apartment. So as you might imagine, turnover was low, really low. And if you understand the magic formula, it costs roughly $4,000 every time somebody moves out. When you factor in vacancy laws, commissions, marketing, getting the unit ready, a variety of other costs. But if you can save a renewal, if you can add to the renewal, you'll save $4,000. So let's go back to the, the other slide, the magic formula. Using that formula, $4,000, I've saved, if, if I, somebody doesn't move out and Trevor doesn't move out, I don't have to spend $4,000. So that's $4,000 less of, of, of expenses. So my NOIs increased by $4,000. $4,000 divided by the cap rate, let's just, uh, let's use 6% since that's what the, cap, the true cap rate is today. 0 0.06 is $67,000. By doing what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to move people in, you're supposed to take care of them. So if you will go and take care of them, provide quality services, people won't move. So what happened during COVID is that it made all of us look geniuses. It made bad operators with high turnover look like good operators. It made good operators look like great operators. And it made great operators look like legendary operators. So we were very fortunate that we were able to refinance a lot of our deals during that 2020 and 2021 cycle because nobody wanted to move. And um, people forget right? $4,000, that's for a unit turn, right? That's not a renovation. Turn, yeah, every time somebody moves out, it will cost you $4,000 to get that unit ready and all the other expenses, marketing, uh, sales commissions, vacancy loss, whatever, I call it $4,000. Yeah, people underestimate that, uh, including us from the beginning, to be honest. Yes. So the, name, the reason why I've been able to become a two-time national owner of the year is because I understand that. So if expense, if, if, if you focus on people keeping heads in beds, how do you do that? Well, number one thing is I read every single review. I remember I used to be afraid of reviews. I used to think I put my head in the sand like an ostrich. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to see bad stuff. I, I took it very personal. But no, reviews are your way to fix things. So you hear when somebody says, oh, I called the office, they never answered. So we put a call center in so that we, we, never, we, we never miss a call. Um, 
uh, we reviews that uh, the uh, the air conditions were always are always bad. It always it's always hot in my apartment. So what do I do? We put brand new air conditions, right? People move out because their expenses. The number one expense headache is number one. Sorry, number one maintenance headache is air conditions. So change out the air conditions out. I replace one hundred percent of the air conditions when I buy an apartment complex because that is the number one reason why somebody's going to move out. So I will help my turnover. I read every single review. We, we track our daily performance and work order history is on there. So we track it. I know who's taking care of my properties. I know who's not. And guess what? I make a phone call. Now, the, there's been a development, Marcel. Since you, me, Victor, and, and uh, Trevor went out there, you, can, you saw that it was a one or two sites that I went to. I saw some things I was very surprised by. That started an internal conversation in my head, wondering, did I make the right choice going to third party? Well, I'm happy to say that today on July 25th, I brought back all my 4,849 units. I brought my baby back underneath my roof, and now we manage it all. And guess what? I don't have to go to a committee. I don't have to go to a third party. If I want somebody gone, they're going to be gone. Just today, Jason, are you on the call today? Jason's our investor relations. He hears me bellowing up and down the hallway all the time. He just smiles and laughs. You go, I go, hey, this person over here, who's the manager over here? Yeah, yeah, she needs to go. I'm tired of seeing how she acts. I'm tired of seeing low performance. You know, she needs to go. So I go to my 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 internal headhunter, my 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 in-house staff recruiter. I go, who do you have for Baytown? I got a couple of candidates. I go, I need a property manager because I'm in a clean house. I'm cleaning house on the other side right now. I mean, we just took over the property, uh, the properties on the 25th, all 24 properties. And I think we've probably re already replaced half a dozen managers because they're not good enough. They're not good enough for me. They were good enough for the other guy, but they're good, not good enough for me. When I hear that you're not answering phone calls, that's a problem for me. And I would not know this if I did not read every single review. So reviews are the biggest way to see what's going on in your properties when you're not there. We walked all the properties. We had, we had green pools. Amenities are the other big thing. You want people to stay? Make sure that what you promised them works. So I told all my, 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 my two um, maintenance facilities managers, my maintenance regional maintenance supervisors, I say, you have until August 10th. I want every single pool blue. There's no reason. You have every single pool blue. And I keep getting updates. Hey, hey, boss, check out the pool in this blue. Like for the dumbest of reasons, like it just took leadership. See, when you go to a third-party management company, they're just interested in keeping the doors open. They're interested in keeping occupancy, the occupancy high, but they will spend, like there's no tomorrow to replace the person moved out. So they'll spend a dollar to make a dollar and they'll still make money. I don't, I lose money because I just, I just have to spend $4,000 to, to replace somebody. They don't get that. So I don't care who your name is, Graystar, Camden, RPM, whoever. They're never going to care about it as much as you because they have no skin in the game. I remember I would have these meetings. I don't, get, I don't know if Jason's on the call. I would have these meetings, man, with RPM and I would ream them. They literally were helpless because I'm calling the shots in there because they didn't know what they were doing. And I realized at some point, if I don't jump in there, I'm never going to make any money with these guys. So it was a one-year agreement. I pulled out a month 10. I said, I can't do this anymore. I, I didn't like how my properties looked. I felt bad about myself. It's, I have, once you own one of these, there's tremendous pride. This is supposed to represent you. 
And that's something that I tell my regionals. I tell my property managers, I know who you are based on looking at the property. You have green pools. You don't care enough. Your standards don't match mine. You got to go. Your regionals, regional, same thing too. You got green pools. You don't care. You don't care. You have the, the, um, the, the facilities managers walking around every day, getting paid, putting burden on my payroll. You guys don't care either. If you cared, I wouldn't have a green pool. I care. I care because it's my money. I care because it's my investor's money. And that's the thing is, you guys want to make bolster NOI? It starts here. Because then it starts right here in your heart. You have to want it. You have to want it more than somebody else. You have to walk your sites. You have to talk to your people. And you have to find out what your properties look like. If we, if we, if we can get on to the next slide, Jason says I need to keep going. That Some slides here will support what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you do got Jason on the call tonight. He's running point on the uh, on the slides, Robert. Okay, okay, there you go. See, see, and Jason put these slides together. He kind of knows how I think, so he's already he's that's the best part of having investor relations sitting next to you every single day. He hears me yell all day long talking about <laughs> that's this right. and that, and so he, he's, he's he's definitely um, invaluable there. So, how do you fix broken NOI? Let's well, I'm, let, let's talk about. It. I can do some examples. Let's go into it right here. Carpet shampoo. We paid somebody $160 to come do what we can do in-house. When I took over, Trevor, do you know how many carpet shampoos? I had 24 properties. Do you know how many carpet shampoos I had? I had three. No idea. Three. Three. Okay. Which yeah, means I thought it would be three, higher. <laughs> which means only three properties can do a carpet shampoo. The rest of them have got into the lazy third-party management way of outsourcing. Now, if they could do this for $20 or $25, Let's go back to it, um, Jason. Go back to the previous slide. I wouldn't mind doing it, but that's $160. Now, let's do that math real quick, okay? $160 divided by $0.06, $160 of expenses. I just lost $2,700 of valuation. But if my guy, who I'm already paying to do this, would have done this, then we would have retained $2,700 of valuation. See, I'm not here to make a build another company. This is a third-party company that we use when we are inefficient, when we get too busy and we can't, we don't have enough people and to, to hire. That's what happened. I walked in my properties uh, and I realized we got holes everywhere. Very first position I hired July 5th, one month uh, before we took over, was the in-house recruiter. Trevor, do you know how many people that he, he, he was able to hire and started our properties in the first 25 days before we even took over? No idea. We had 25 offers, 25 accepting offers. But at, but at RPM, they have 35,000 units in Houston, one in-house recruiter. So when am I going to get somebody? When am I going to have a staff? See, I went there for a staff turnover issue. I thought, oh, wow, they have all this. You know, they'll, they'll be able to, to keep staff, retain staff. It'd be great. It didn't work like that. They pay them a lot, but they don't ask them to do very much. It's a very lazy model. And their model included third party. That was $160. When we, when we paid that, $2,700 evaluation left our property. Because Let's the easy to, way for Robert is the easy, simple way. It's the easy, it's the easy way if you don't have staff. Exactly. But you're supposed to have staff. Exactly. I pay you to have staff. I pay a management fee for you to have staff. And I don't have staff. So the lazy way is for you to do this. 
Yeah, I don't. I already told them I don't want to uh, pay these guys. I go every time you guys pay these. I got, every day you hire them. I want to know. So we gave everybody a form, and 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 then you said you're supposed to submit a form with cause explanation, the quote, and I have to sign it. Two approvers, my my, my operational lead, and then me. And nice. guess what? He's he, he's my mini me. He knows how I want it, just like Jason knows how I, want. I could put Jason in an ops role. And he would know because he hears me say it so many times. So by the time it gets to me, it's already been screened once or twice. And they know they're going to get a phone call. Why can't you do this in-house? Then I'm going to yell to my in-house recruiter and I'm going to say, Earl, why do I have a hole at this property? And that's what it is. You just, you've got to sit in that chair. You've got to quarterback the entire team. And Jason, again, I refer to Jason, he's like, he's always with me. You know, Jason hears this. He's living it vicariously through me. I've built, I mean, you understand, people don't even know how to get started. And in 30 days, Victor, Marcel, uh, Trevor, I created my management company back. And I've acquired 4,850 units. And I know exactly what I needed. I needed an in-house recruiter. That I needed regionals. That I needed facilities guys, and my main my main is directing to two two guys because twenty four units is too too big. We actually have three, so I have two in Houston, one in South Texas. Then I need my regional managers. I knew exactly what I wanted because I'm going to quarterback because of my fifteen years of experience. I want to answer some questions. People people ask questions if you don't mind, and I want to be able to answer them so we can go along the way. Somebody had something I saw. How often do you have the management? Okay, so understand yeah. active management is the brain. Okay, they tell property management what to do. Property management is just like a zombie, like on The Walking Dead. Oh, walking around like that. Lease apartments, collect rent. That's all they know. They don't know to turn left, to turn right. They're just mindless. The asset management is the brain. So I make sure, I, I have a, um, not a motto, but, but it's a little thing say that I say, I, I love brain share. So I want to communicate as much as possible. That's why I talk about people think he's just a crazy, angry guy talking all day long out loud. But no, I'm trying to share with you with Jason. I'm trying to share with Earl. I'm trying to train them. I'm training Navy SEALs, not Baby SEALs. I need guys to know exactly what I want. And they're not going to know if I don't communicate that. So in the office, it's loud. It's, it's orderly. But with the, management, with, with the rest of the team, we do weekly calls. So this Wednesday, and we do this every Wednesday, from 10 to 11, I go and do my asset call. I have that meeting with the regionists. Then for me, then from 11 to 12, the same meeting abbreviated with the managers. Because I don't want them not hearing what was heard by the regionals in the first meeting. I need them both understanding what's being said. If I tell the regionals that we're focusing on reviews, we're focusing on green, on blue pools, not green, I need the managers to hear that so they know why the regionals are pushing it. I run the show. I will never, ever again have a CEO or a COO or anything like that. I am that guy. And that's why it's important. You have to know what to do. This is your money. This is your baby. This is your investor's money. And I treat it accordingly. Yep. Okay. We got a couple so more. Questions in the chat, Robert. We can yeah, get them really quick. Paulina says, "When did you when did you quit your nine to five to go full time multifamily real estate?" Yeah, so I joined the the, the real estate club in January of 07. We bought our first deal in December of 07. 
I fell in love with it. I was there almost every day during the business hours when I should have been out making cold calls and stuff that by April of 08, I walked away from my day job. I was Amazing. making enough money through my management fee and through our distributions that I did. And thank God, because in 08, that's when the recession hit. And I was already on site. By the time the recession hit, we had two more deals. The recession, let's say the, 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 the December, the fall, we had a deal from December of 07, August 08, and Thanksgiving of 2008. We already had like, I don't know what it was, like uh, 700 units in that first year. And, and I was already in the chair, so it was helpful. I wasn't working a day. So, yeah, I mean, I went independent pretty quickly. And I've been, running, I've been you know, mowing and blowing since. You did make sacrifices, right, Robert? It wasn't like I go in, I replaced my salary to one, right? It's, it's a, it was a good in the beginning, right? Yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't like a dollar for dollar thing. I mean, I actually, I took a pay cut, you know? I went from making a buck 50 a year to yeah. at the beginning making around, I don't know what it was. It was... Mm, 7,000 total for per month. You know, I think it's what I was making Four no, it was far 4,000, 4,000 a month. And, but it was only, but only for that moment. because that was in December of 07, by the time August of 08, it popped up a thousand because it was a baby deal, a premium baby deal. And by, by, by uh, Thanksgiving of 2008, it grew. So I was making 7,000. So in one year, in less than a year, I was back to making something that was reasonable um, because I'm a real estate investor. I wasn't paying taxes. So it was a real $7,000 a month to me. So 7,000 divided by, I don't know, 25% or whatever it is. You know, I was making closer to 10, I guess. So it was almost in line. But what was really helpful is I had a very supportive spouse who understood yeah. what I was doing. She was okay with me taking a step back. We were very, we had been very frugal. You know, we always maxed out our 401ks. We lived on our base salaries. We didn't, we didn't um, spend our bonus money or commissions. That went straight, straight to our, our savings. You know, my first investment was $200,000 because we had the money put away. And that was back in 07. I can't, I don't even know what $200,000 is worth today. That was 15 years ago. A lot. You know, with inflation, <laughs> it's probably worth a lot more, but we, we, yep. we put it away, you know? Uh, in fact, my first two investments were $200,000 each. And it was the third one before I ever cracked into my 401k. Once I realized all oh, what was going on. And you know what? I got every dollar of that back. I got the 10% penalty back when I cracked it and I got the taxes that were due. Because I was a real estate investor. I had massive um, um, depreciation losses that I was able to show my K-1. I haven't paid taxes since 2007. You know, I'm that's Donald incredible. Trump here. No, it's like, that's why Donald Trump doesn't want to talk about it or whatever, right? Because he's taking advantage of all the tax loopholes that exist for a reason. Those loopholes exist so that you stimulate business. If I don't yeah. go buy a business, then I can't hire staff. I can't do a rehab project. I can't do all these things where I spend money, which goes back into the economy. So I understand why they do it. They want it for optimization of the economy, the, 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 the magnitude, the, the, to spread the wealth a little bit. You know, trickle down effect does work. Trickle down economics. If the rich spend money and they buy things, it does go back. Somebody's got to make that yacht. Somebody's got to make that Bentley. Somebody's got to got, got to make that mansion. You know, it does work. So. Um, that's what's happened. Real estate is powerful. Let's go on to the next one. No, Frank, I'm giving you a lot of, a lot of, I'm ho hope you guys are, are picking up a lot from this. I have a lot of stories. I apologize. I just, I've lived this for so long. So here's but the example. We love it. <laughs> 160 units, right? Um, and let's say you have a big property and you're outsourcing all of your, all of your, your carpets. That's time 16. 
So you spend 25, so you help some guy who has a carpet business, you paid him 25, 60. But what did it cost you? Well, if you did it every single month, it would cost you $30,000. And you divide it by a five cap, you've let $614,000 of value leave your business. Now, here's the good thing with real estate. It can come right back. All I have to do is go buy a, a carpet machine, a carpet shampoo machine. Then I got to hire a guy to train him. Then I had to say, you will not use Protex to go do your carpet, your carpet cleaning. You will do it in-house. And if you won't do it, the next guy will. And he's going to give you every reason why he doesn't want to do it or why he can't, then he's the wrong guy. I need winners. I need Navy SEALs, not Baby SEALs. You got the wrong attitude. You're lazy. You don't want to work. Time to go. Because I run this model, and this model works. People will do the in-house carpet cleaning. You just got to make sure they have the right resources, the right time. You schedule it out, and there's enough labor on site. But look at that. That's crazy, right? $614,000. Crazy. And they had that across just one property. They had that across the portfolio. Let's keep going. And um, Trevor and Marcel and Victor, if there's any questions you see pop up, please let me know. I would love to answer along the way. I know people, I, I want to keep the, the momentum. Um, what is this one? All right, so here it is. Here's a make ready, right? We had to pay them. And this one I, I get sometimes because these units take a minute to get ready, right? You don't want to stop momentum. You don't want to stop your recent. You don't want to miss uh, a movement, you know? Uh, you, you lose, you pay for that lead. You paid for that lease through your marketing, through your social media, through your SEO, through rent.com, apartments.com, whatever your original lease source is, you paid for it. So I sometimes, I'm okay once in a while to use somebody outside, but when I do, I, I have to ask myself, why do we have to? So in this case, full paint was $104. $104. Then we do it in color change for whatever reason, $80. <laughs> It shouldn't have been a color change. I don't know why. I was, was going to say, that sounds weird. That sounds like one of those line items where it's just they throw it in there with no purpose. A color yeah, change? Exactly. Exactly. The charge for color change? You got to be really careful. You have to make sure you understand who the vendors are. So we have a preferred vendor list now. Third party, they use everybody. And many of these guys give them kickbacks. That may have been a kickback back for, for using this company. I don't know. But if the owner never sees this and the management company pays the bills, which is a lot of time what happened with me, it gets done. So you have to ask yourself, what is that cost? So I, all my new vendors, they understand I want very, I want flat pricing. I don't want to pay extra. What do you need to make so that you cover the extras in the future? And I'll tell you if it works for me. You may win some and you're going to lose some. I may not need that extra this time. So you win because you had to charge me just a little bit more. But next time I do need it and you only charge me a fraction. So I won. But the point is there's a relationship. There's a vendor partner relationship. So unit prep and cover, another 25. Applied primer to walls, 25. Float and texture the repairs. See, just don't tell me that because it pisses me off. Tell me what the overall price is and I'll tell you if it makes sense for me. Nope, that's too high. I'll pay you 225. No, no, but sometimes we have to do it. Okay, well then you don't get the business. Because sometimes you don't have to do all that. Sometimes you don't have to, you don't have to float it and you don't need a color change. So I really saved you hundred dollars. You would be making money. You'd be making 184 on my 225 that I'm promising you. 
you know? So that's what I think mean. you got to find a vendor that's willing to work with you. These are arbitrary numbers. It doesn't cost 80. Nothing ends in a zero. Sorry to ruin anybody's parade. You know, <laughs> you know they're just right. trying to make profit. And every so flat number that we see on our deal, I question, I'm wondering, like, how did you come to this flat number? You mm -hmm. totally threw it. <laughs> So if they want to give you a flat number, then I'm going to give you a flat number. I will pay you two twenty. <laughs> yeah. And that. in his head, he's going to like it because I'll say I'll give you every one of these. But understand, I only send you one when I have inefficiencies. I'm not here to build your business. So I know this guy now. We, we, we become friends, and I told him you're going to be my guy because I think you do a good job. And you're able to find labor when I need it. But understand, I'm not here to grow your business. Yeah. If I'm using you, it's because I have an issue internally. That's good. Robert, quick question here. From hey, Tim Martin. Robert. Hey, hey, it's great to hear from you, Martin. You're an investor with me and you're asking ridiculous questions like you did before and my other thing and I've answered them. You're making money when other people are not. You just don't understand how to calculate it. So if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate you not be on the call. I already answered these. I don't, I don't need to be, you know, harassed every time. So I already asked you to make an appointment with me. Come see me. Come in, fly in from Chicago, wherever you are. You know, if you want me to buy you out of your positions, I'm happy to buy you out. I don't understand why you're always upset about everything. <laughs> There's a perfect life example right here, right now. It is, it yeah, is. Not everybody's happy. Someone's always gonna be happy. I'm telling you exactly how this works. You really called in. You wanna, instead of doing a negative review, just come see me in person. And let's talk about it. And I'll show you how to review a PL. Authenticity. Trevor, there's another question you said. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Robert Garena had a good question about, uh, can you deduct the carpet shampoo cleaning from the initial deposit from the tenant? Uh, no, no, no. This is during the make ready. So, there we so, go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, there's always standard wear and tear. It's understood that I'm going to, I'm going to shampoo it for the next time. It's not, you don't have to pay for that. Now, if you go make a hole, you go do damage to the carpet, you, you, you leak something, then I have to charge you but I don't charge for a standard carpet cleaning because it's just part of getting the unit ready. That, in other words, that, that wouldn't be deducted from, from, your, from your deposit. Perfect. Is, is that, that's what she was asking, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. That's what he was asking. Very Great. good. <sighs> All right, let's keep it rolling with the slides. This is good. Hey, so, really good. Okay, so here's a, so how much did this cost you, right? So this is 285. Now, same thing, same example, 16 units, four, four, five, six, zero times 12 months. By using another business and being inefficient internally, we've lost 1100, 11, I'm sorry, 1.1 million dollars evaluation. That's crazy. See, what this, when you have to use somebody over and over, it means there's an inefficiency. That's a big reason why I'm taking the, taking the management company back, is that I'm not here to build this guy's business. If we have 12 move-ins, I understand. My guys can only do eight, right? You shouldn't have 12. You do 12 when you have a lease-up, when there's a situation where you had a fall down or a lot of, uh, a lot of people went under eviction or delinquency. You might need them. But on the normal, you shouldn't, you're not going to have 12 move-ins all at the same time, all the time. So that's why they do exist for that but not to be part of the everyday, you know, business model. Okay, so here's another example. Full clean housekeeping, $95. Now you can outsource that or you can do it in-house. 
I'm going to tell you, this is one of the ones, everybody differs in this. I don't mind outsourcing housekeeping because if it doesn't look right, I can make you do it again. I don't have to pay for taxes. I don't have to pay for insurance, benefits, and it gets done professionally the first time. So housekeeping is one that I, I'm not against. I mean, some people can, you can employ an in-house house, uh, in -house housekeeper, but how many can't you really clean right? You know, when they go there, they're there and they're doing it for four to six hours. I don't think that's bad for 95 bucks. What do, yeah. what do you think, Trevor and Victor and Marcel? Yeah, I, I was just going to ask, I mean, as far as, you know, hiring out third-party services, housekeeping is the one where you would say like, yeah, that's probably a good move to make. Yeah, because I don't want to know, I don't want any more staff member, right? People are, are difficult. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so if I have one less person on my payroll, I like that because then I don't have to pay for insurance and taxes and, and benefits. So on this one, I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with it because I don't need it that awful. Right? I, I, I don't. Her, she has one purpose or he has one, whoever it is, ha, ha, has one purpose. Yeah. And that's just to, to clean the apartment. It's not part of my everyday business model. So yeah. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. We got a question in the chat here from Connie, Robert. She says, you said that you ask your PM to submit a form on any work to be done. Who all does it go through before it gets approved? Well, first of all, make sure I tell them what the process is. They know that I, I want to say no. And that's why I, I do brain share. So the manager has to submit it to her regional. Then the regional is going to look at it. Depending on what it is, they're going to, they're going to say no. Unless they need it. Then they're going to submit it to, to my operational lead. Then he's going to review it. And it's like, why do you need this? And, it, and if it's worth it, he's going to say no. And he, he tell him to find another path. Or then he'll send it to me. If he sends it to me, it's probably because he's investigating. Because he knows I'm going to ask questions. So it's going to have to go through three processes. And they know I want to say no. Because I don't want to spend outside money. I'm in a cost control mode right now. That's a big reason I'm taking the management in-house that I need to lead and show them we're not going to spend this. We have an inefficiency if we have to go out and do all these, all these uh, exterior work. Does that make sense? Yep, perfect sense. But if it, can, if it can make it to me and go all the way around the board, then I'm going to listen. I'm going to say, okay, now tell me why. Why does this happen? Did you ask this? What about this? Did you talk to Earl? Is this a, is this a staffing issue or is it just because we have so many movements because we had to do a quick lease up. But that was a good question, yes. If people forget that you can boost your NOI, not just by raising rents, right? But by decreasing expenses too. Man, I love expenses. Expenses are, you know, look, my, one of my mentions is Grant Cardone. He says, you know, that the quickest way to move NOI is rent growth. I, in order to get rent growth, you better have heads and beds. You better have asses sitting down, you know, sleeping, sleeping in those beds. And if that happens, you get expense control. Yeah. And if you get expense control, if people are not moving out, then you get rental increases, right? Chicken and the egg. But you have no demand. If everybody, if you get 100% turnover and everybody has to move out, then how are you ever going to raise rent? You're not. You only raise rent when, when you get renewals, when people don't move out, when your turnover is low. That's really good. That's really good. There's a follow-up question from Connie here. Um, what if you have an emergency, Robert, and you need something to prove really quick and, and you got to exercise damage control ASAP? 
What's well, then, yeah, like? then then you will use third party, you know, for sure. You know, my, my business model is meant to run during the business day. Now, I, my, my maintenance guys do alternate and they're there on emergency service, but they're not there to work an eight hour shift. You know, if there is a, a leak, right, which is the biggest thing that happens, right? Somebody's bathtub leaks or somebody had a pipe break and we had to do water extraction. That takes a while. And I'm going to work and have to go hire a protest or somebody to go do water extraction. I don't expect my, my guys to do that. So for emergency uh, services, for sure. But if there's like a simple air condition, um, you know, uh, adjustment, my guys will do that. They go at night and they adjust it. Very good, very good. And we got another really good question from Andrea here. She's asking, what does your internal team look like now versus the beginning of your apartment investing journey? <sighs> Great question. So I have a bigger, uh, I, I think I'm more maintenance heavy now. You know, in the past I would have 20 properties and I'd have one maintenance lead, maintenance supervisor, and then he'd have really good lead man, lead maintenance guys at each site. I don't think that's good. I, I, not, I'm sorry, that's not good. I think I can do better. I'd rather cut somewhere else to have more control. So I, had, I now in Houston have two maintenance, regional maintenance leads. One has 10 properties, the other one has 10 properties. And these are guys that have a mentality of we're gonna fix it in house. These are guys that I, one of them is a, is a state, you know, uh, state maintenance tech of the year. I was very fortunate to get him. He was working with a peer of mine who just didn't have the growth potential for him. So he left to go to Graystar and he was very good there. I came back, gave him a, a, a salary that was very commensurate to what I wanted him to do. And he jumped on it. And man, he's already paying for himself. He does everything in house from wood rot repairs to picking up the fencing to fixing piping. Like he can do it all. And that's what you pay for. You need that because he's the leader right he he is he's the guy that that um is showing everybody else by example the way i'm leading the company and saying certain things are going to be this way and certain things aren't you need your team below you to be the same way so now we are back to in-house we are back to carpet cleaning in-house we're back to painting as much as we can in-house and he's going to show you because he's going to he's going to help you or he's going to go fix that capex project which we could hire protects for see all protects is is just a, a fix it man Right. They can paint. They can do water extraction. They can do shampoo. But these are you're doing everything you can do in-house, too, because he shows everybody that I'm willing to go up there and I'm going to fix that patio rot or I'm going to go you know, rebuild the fence or I'm going to do whatever. It's like it's leading from it's leading from the top down. So I now have three maintenance supervisors, two in Houston, one in South Texas. Because I got 700 units down there. And I have, and of course I have an operational lead down there and then above them, right. Or not above them working with them. Right. Because it's a duo, it's a husband, wife team. You have to have your maintenance supervisor and you got to have your regional and they have to be on the same team. So internally we have, uh, let's see, was it one regional down South to work with Nick, our maintenance supervisor. And then we have our, um, regional team here. We have, I believe three, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we have three regionals. Uh, no, we have four. We have four regionals in Houston. And then next to them, I have an operational lead. This is the guy that I've worked with before. It's the guy that thinks my way, that when I bark, he can go and execute on it. So I just, you know, he's my, he's my um, what do you call it? He helps me implement policy, but he also takes care of one property. We have a problem property and he's, he's getting it fixed. He's personally managing that deal. So he's there going there three days a week. 
but he was instrumental during this um, conversion because he was helping me with the conversion. I could, I could think, I could strategize, I could, I could um, move the pieces around. And he was responsible for converting the software or doing this or getting the teams trained for that. So I got to have that first. I've learned now that I can't do it all when I was younger, like I was when I was younger. I got to free my, my, my space. And that's not being lazy. That's just being able to quarterback and ask questions. If I have, if I always working on a project, I'm never going to be able to, to, to strategize and grow. I'm not going to see where the weaknesses are. I'm not going to be able to make the calls on who, on if we need to hire somebody, if we need to get rid of somebody. And that's an important thing there, right? You need to hire fast, but you got to fire faster. You know, I don't like HR. I think HR is the devil. HR kills productivity. <laughs> Houston is a right to work state and you can come and go when you want. I can come and go with you if I want. If I don't want you to work with me, I don't have to have, give you a reason. Now, if we go to unemployment, I have to give them a reason, but I just won't deny it. I just don't think you're good enough. You know, no, nobody's going to make me pay somebody to keep them on staff. I don't have to wait for you to make a, to make a, a crime, to do a crime or do something where, you know, it's, it's an immediate termination situation like stealing, you know, it, it's, but if I don't think you can do it, then I need you to go because I, you're costing me more and more money. And so I think, I think HR is a, is, a, is a productivity killer in most businesses. Uh, I made the mistake. So back to answering your questions, I brought in HR. That was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. I brought in accounting. Mm, I shouldn't have done it. I caused more issues. I went back to my vendor partners who did my accounting for 10 years, and they're doing my books now. They were happy to have them. But when it comes to HR, nobody leaves this company without me knowing about it. You know, and and uh, I, I, I'm black and white. I look at the numbers. You either got them or you don't. It's not because I hate you and I want you gone. If I hate you, it's because you don't give me good numbers. You know, my, my, my executive assistant just sent me a text right now. Have you seen that meme from the office? And he's talking to HR. Okay, well, Michael, why do you want him gone? Because I hate him. Michael, that's not a reason. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, I don't hate me, buddy. I just realized you can't give me what I want, so I don't have any use for you. There's there no free rides. There's no free rides in life. We all know this, right? Everybody's got to carry their bucket of water. Yep, sure do. Sure do. Robert, we're, we're fastly approaching the, the end of our time here. Let's get into some of the- Keep going. Let's fruit. go. Let's go. I, I'm good for a, for a few more minutes, guys, if you want. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. We'll go over a handful of minutes. But yeah, let's get into the low-hanging fruit and what that looks like for uh, contributing to the NOI. Okay, let's go. So, okay. So, easy stuff. Go do a, an audit, walk every single one of your units. Nobody's ever going to tell you that they have a pet. But show up there at 11 o'clock and see if they have a pet. Knock on the door, maintenance, management, and just walk in. And while you're there, you know, change out the filter or check for the batteries and the fire alarm and see if they have Fido in there. And if they do, charge them a fee. That's $200 for a pet deposit, non-refundable, and $25 every single month. $25 times 12 is 300. 300 divided by 0.06 is $5,000 evaluation. It is said that 60% of all renters have a pet. So if there's $5,000, if Fido's worth $5,000, I'm gonna go find them, as many as I can. Reserve parking, no expenses. Everybody wants to park right in front of their apartment. Right. You guys have been through that. You know what it's like. You've been to, to the mall or you've been somewhere. You wish you had that spot. Would you pay on a hot summer day 
a couple of dollars, five dollars, ten dollars a park there. I mean, it's why we pay for valet parking, right? That's right. If there's valet parking, I will always pay. I don't want to walk. I don't want to fight. I want to. I'm going out to have a nice time. I'm not there to to to, to, to cheap it out. To go the the chintz on it. I want to have a nice dinner, so I'll pay the ten twenty dollars for parking, and I and it's gonna be right there in the front, so I can get it when I leave and I can go right away. So it's the same thing. People will pay for that. Lease violations, man. If you're walking your properties, you're you're carrying it to a standard. Then, then, then you need to you need to um, train your 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 community that not to have trash or barbecue pits in the patio. I don't need a recliner in your patio. That's not patio furniture. I don't want you bar cooking barbecue on the patio. That that's a fire hazard. That's why we put barbecue pits all throughout the amenity areas. Bikes are not allowed in the patio. Put them downstairs in a bike rack. Broken blinds, very unsightly. Foil, aluminum foil. Have you ever seen aluminum foil on windows, guys? Or yep, blankets sure covering the windows? Yep. Satellite dishes. These are all opportunities to increase income and train your residents. That's a violation. Every single one of those is a violation. That's income. And it's also property management. If you just follow the basics of property management, ABCs, there's a great book that the, what's the name of the guy that, that works with Robert Kiyosaki, Richard Poor Dad? Uh, MC Companies, uh, McElroy. He wrote a book called the, the ABCs of Property Management. Go read that. It's a good book. See, all the horror stories you ever hear about, about owning rental properties because landlords don't follow the basics of property management. When I moved you in, I did not have foil. I didn't, I didn't have a barbecue pit on the patio. I didn't have lazy boys in the patio. There was no trash in your unit. So why is there now? Well, as people were just lazy, it's what we do. So I have a housekeeper to come cleans my house because my kids, me, we're, we're dirty. You know, and people are dirty too. So you just got to, you, you go collect on it. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> so do the math here. Let's, let's say you find a $25 lease violation, or let's say you do $25 on a carport and you have 40 carports, I will go and I will build carports right in front of the buildings and see who wants them. And I make them pay 40, I make them pay anywhere from 25 to $75, depending on the class of property. In this example, $25 times 40 times 12 divided by a cap rate of five. I just made a quarter of a million dollars by literally putting paint and a sign and a, and a little post that says reserve parking. And I don't put somebody's unit number there because I don't want them to get upset. But I make sure that they have a special sticker on their, on their car so that the tow truck company comes and, and doesn't tow them away. Here's another example. Let's say you find $35. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what would be an example of $35? Like, you know, barbecue pits, man, I will charge you. I, that is a fire hazard. And if you don't enforce your policies, people will take advantage of you. $35 times 30 times 12, another quarter of a million dollars. Keep going. Uh, that, that's all keep, the examples we have for, what, for just these, but like, like we mentioned. Um, oh, is that the last slide? Okay. In terms of these examples. Yeah, another one too could be an amenity fee. You know, I, I should have got with, with Jason and I meant to, but we were working on other projects uh, before the end of the day and I needed to come home. Um, an amenity fee. Charge an amenity fee 
for use of the facilities, for maintaining them. And my class A properties, I got four of them. We charge $40 per, per unit as an amenity fee. And they pay it. Now it better work. The machines better be, better be uh, uh, working in maintenance. The pools better be blue. The TVs outside, the sand in the volleyball pit, they should all be there. But that's what they pay for $40. Another way, we want to find even other stuff. We build back water, trash, and gas on a lot of my properties. I use a third-party service. For every one of those, you can charge $3. $3 admin fee for water, $3 admin fee for trash, $3 admin fee for, for gas. That's $9. You know, $9 times 200 units is $1,800 times 12. Oops, did that wrong. 1800 times 12 is 216 divided by 0 0.06. I just made $360 through billing you for your utilities. There are a lot of ways. Expense management to me is the easiest way. Keep heads and beds and spend the money on your rehabs or whatever to make sure that you keep heads and beds. And once you're there and you have strength, you have leverage, then you can charge these other fees. You can't do it before. You do it from a position of strength. That's good. That's really, really and, good. And you only get it when people don't want to move out. Now, I have a washer and dryer in my apartment. I'm not going to move out, but I'm also going to charge you income. I, I have a brand new appliances. I have a brand new air conditioning. Man, I like living here. Okay, I'll pay that extra, extra rent bump. Or I'll pay for that amenity fee because I like living here. And you know what? I want, I, I'm going to pay for a, a carport or reserve parking. It all starts with people sitting with, with, with heads and beds. If you can get, if you can have low turnover, you'll make it up on the expenses and you can start charging more money. And you can add $10 every single time and people will pay it. It's just, are they getting the value? So focus on expense management first, and then you can charge your income. Then people are willing to pay for the little things. And make sure you, you charge the right application fee. Go in there and make sure there's no some there's no unregistered guest that stays there. They should be on the lease. They should have paid an application fee. I need to know who they are. I need to I need to credit screen them. I need to make sure there's not a criminal or a felon. You're living next door and I tell you there's a felon that lives next to you, you're not gonna like it. Right. So you're supposed to go in and audit and make sure that, that, that you know who lives in your properties. See, this all comes back to you. This is your investment, it's your baby. Make sure that it, you know, you're careful who you let it there because it is a privilege. We spend hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in the rehab. We pay a lot of money for insurance. I borrowed money from the bank. Many times it's recourse to me. I'm gonna make sure it looks the way that I want. And it's having that kind of mentality is why you will make money in real estate. And then you can start winning awards and attracting people and doing it again and again, because investing in real estate is for a lifetime. Absolutely. Oh, we're talking Absolutely. credit score. So we, our software has all that built into it. We, we don't chintz out. I pay expensive money for my software. I really do. I don't go with, there's a lot of cheap companies out there. I think you get what you pay for. I want the bells and whistles because I need to use them. I'm at a point today in my career, 15 years in, I know how to use them. In the beginning, maybe, maybe you do go, go cheaper on the software, but make sure the screening is really good. So an example, here's one, write this one down. 
there's a company that we just got introduced to, RPM, one, one of the, the few good things that they did. They told us about a company called SNAPT, S-N-A-P-P-T, two Ps. And what they do is you send them the bank statements, you send them the payroll. They have software, they have people that will go and confirm and investigate that that uh, uh, income is legit. They said 13% of all renter applications are fraudulent. I think it's more than that because I see it. And if they're submitting fraudulent income, then they don't qualify. And you're going to be chasing them on the delinquency. So I signed up for the service. It was like a dollar for us. It was a dollar 30. I think every day, everybody, because of our 5,000 units, I think it's normally a dollar 50 per unit for everybody. It's unlimited, unlimited move-ins, unlimited applications. And they'll make sure that you know exactly. And I look at it like this. I use the example um, with, um, <clears throat> with the Freedom Guys, Victor, when he was there at our call on Tuesday, which I want to invite you guys on. Please come to our call and let me know what you guys think. <clears throat> let me show you and give you guys the map so you don't make the mistakes that I made early on. But I said, what if, what if you were to go on a date? And it turned out to be the most horrible date. He made you pay, let's say if you're the girl, made you pay and you know you took it to a terrible place and like, man, I'm never gonna go out with that guy again. What if you could have paid, I don't know, a dollar fifty, $1.50 to see if who this guy was. And you would have found all the, the, uh, the red flags. Would you pay for that? Would you appreciate no that, waste, that exactly that you wouldn't have wasted your time? Or for a girl, let's say I go out there and she's she's somebody that I find out like, wow, I'm going out with like, you know, uh, somebody who has a completely different religious belief than I do, or somebody that has a com completely different view of money or children or family. Hmm. Or you go out with like one of these, you know, like a, a Tinder swindler, right? Or, or you know, those movies that they came up with, with Anna, right? What, what, what was that movie? Trevor, did you watch that one, you and your wife? I didn't. There was the one on, uh, it was on Netflix. Anybody please jump in if you have it on chat, where she acted like she was inventing Anna. There you go. Somebody, I knew somebody saw it. And she <laughs> acted like she was somebody that she wasn't. And she kept getting paid for for free. She was a freeloader. They just assumed that she was aristocratic. They just assumed that she came for money because she talked like it. And she had this proper English and she looked the right way. And it was crazy. German princess. There you go. It's another one. And then again, the Tinder swindler. I, don't, I, I saw a little bit of that one. Like, this is what that is. You're paying for a service to detect who these people are. And if they're lying to you on the front end, what else are they lying to you? You know, and right. so th these are things that, we, that I teach my students in my accelerator program. Victor's heard about it now. Marcel's now hearing about it. Trevor's hearing about it. And these guys are going to use it in their property management um, uh, company now and what they're doing they're making sure that that company's using it because you want to detect the fraud i don't want to chase you into delinquency i don't want to you know i don't want to get defrauded when you owe me three thousand dollars before i get you out or five thousand dollars i don't want you taking up water trash and gas services i don't want to be knocking on your door and chasing you absolutely and this is a great way to do it absolutely you know Probably. and so Go ahead. And so, and so uh, this, this, this also adds to your NOI because you never move in a bad movement. That's right. That's right. Robert, why don't you take us home here and tell us about your special event coming up here in September? Absolutely. So guys, so what I do uh, a few times a year, I do a mastermind and you get me for three days. There's two different price points. There's the regular attendee and then there's the, there's the VIP. 
And for three days, and I mean three days, you get, to, you get to ask every question you've ever wanted to know about apartment investing. You get to ask me how I bought my deals, when I got started, best practices, how do I finance them? And most importantly, how do I run them? You get a chance to learn from, from the country's only two-time national owner there. Nobody else is teaching this um, uh, that in any other educational mastermind has me in there because I'm the only one that's ever won that award twice. And I'm hoping that by the end of this um, uh, um, webinar today, you can hear why. I'm operationally strong. I know how to run deals. I know how to, how, how to make them, how to get the most out of them. And I can teach that to you. So I'm hoping you guys go. This, this is how I met the, the Freedom guys here is that they came to one of my things. So the first two days will be in-house. The third day will be on a bus and we will go to my properties, not anybody else's properties, my properties. We'll go visit a class day. We'll go visit a class B or a class C. And you'll see the differences. You'll meet the staff. You'll touch the brick. You'll get to ask questions. I'll be able to show you financials, I believe, as well. And it's September 20th through 22nd. So day one, hey, how do you select the market? Putting your professional team together. Who is that? Well, that's your attorney. That's your mortgage broker, right? You should never be underwriting deals until you know exactly what you can buy. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And your mortgage broker will tell you what you can qualify for. Then how do you run your comps? How do you know that I can get that they're $50 or $200 under rents? How do you put the deal together? And then of course, best practices of due diligence, how I walk units, what I look for. Day two, underwriting. I'll have guest speakers there, mortgage brokers that are doing this every single day, telling you exactly what's, what's the market. You guys are the big winners right now. You've never bought a deal. You are gonna be buying a new car at a used car price right now. What was once at a four cap is now at a five and a half, six cap. You guys are going to be able to, to understand that. You're, this is where you're going to get started on your wealth. So you get, then you get the, once you understand you want to buy it, how to underwrite it, choose the different debt options. I'll help you put together your business plan. Financial modeling, right? Your, for, your performa, one year, three year, five year, 10 year performa. And of course, your exit strategies. And then my favorite part, property management. Asset management, what is the difference between the two of them? How do you plan your rehab? I'm gonna tell you right now, I go through the PL and I go line by line. Okay, where are they spending money? Why are they spending money here? If I were to put $50,000 there, can I make that problem go away? Because if I can make that problem go away, now it doesn't appear in my expenses. And what happens, Trevor, is not of my expenses. It goes straight to my NOI. So my CapEx yep. is designed to bring my NOI up and my expenses down so that I can push income opportunities. Then I'm gonna show you how to scale your business. How I scaled from zero to 500 to 1,000, to 1,500 to 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 units. I'll show you the timeline. I'll show you the team members that I had there, what I would do differently today. And you know, as a bonus now, we are now doing a takeover of a management company, right? We're doing a management takeover. I'm basically doing 24 due diligence all at the same time. And man, I am finding some crazy stuff out. I would never encourage, I already knew this before, but I would never encourage anybody to go to a third-party management company right now. Because remember, they are designed to build their business, not yours. They just want to make sure you can make payroll and you can pay their fee. And they get paid first. So if you don't tell them what to do and you let them run co-pilot, uh, autopilot, then you're going to be in trouble. Always remember this, it's you that got the debts. It's you that got to this point that you could raise the equity and put about $200,000 in there. It's not them. So that means they don't have your mindset. They don't know how to create wealth like you. 
I promise you, when I was when I was running these teams and Jason was there, they didn't know what the magic formula was. I had to teach them that over and over and over until they finally get it. They are better today for having me be one of their customers. Now I may have been their worst customer because I showed them all their all their weaknesses. But what it did for me is that it showed me, wow, how good I really was. Because I never worked at Graystar. You know, you're an independent guy. You do it the mom and pop way, right? And you don't know it's the right way. I went off gut, instinct, and what made sense to me. I have a bit of a financial background. I can do numbers in my head. I understand how to add, subtract, and divide, which is all you need to do with multifamily. And if you tell me that every dollar that I can add to the NOI creates a 20 to 1 payback, hmm, pretty simple. What can I do to cut expenses so I can get a 20 to 1 payback? And if I get that, and, I, and people don't move out, then I can charge more. I can get more payback there, more. That $10 on 200-unit property is worth $400,000 evaluation. Nobody teaches that. I, that wasn't one of my slides. I'm going to repeat that myself. A $10 move on rent on 200 units is a $400,000 valuation increase. I'm going to show. So what you saw here, you're going to get for three days. And you're going to get guest speakers. And if you pay for the VIP, the VIP ticket, which these guys did, you get to come to my house. And we get to hang out and we have meals together. And you get even more time. We'll have great drinks. We'll have, we'll have uh, um, um, food prepared for us here at the house. And we'll, we'll kick it back for three or four hours. There, and that so was awesome. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I enjoy having my house. I just bought my house. I enjoy having people over you know, I enjoy hiring caterers and just really enjoying enjoying each other's company, trying to see if I, how I can help you. And, and I'm there for you guys there, right? So what we're going to do right now, this is our, our special. That price is discount. Those, those tickets were higher at, at the last uh, webinar. I'm sorry, at the last uh, event. But because we're pre-selling, and what am I doing? I'm building a base. You guys want to come? This is your opportunity to be part of that base. Because once I get to a certain occupancy, I'm going to increase the price. This is what I'm doing for you guys. I like the Freedom Boys. I do whatever I can to help them when they need help. They're part of my accelerator program. I don't think I would be here if they were not getting the value that they felt like they were getting from the accelerator program. So they asked me to come in and see what can I do for, for your audience, for your community. So we're discounting the price right now. It's August. This is not until September 20, 22nd. So as we get closer to that date, this price will go up. That 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 webinar, the 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 um, VIP, that was $7,500 at the last event. And it's going to be $10,000 before, before, the, the, before the event comes. It's at my office. I forgot to mention that. It's at my office. You get to see the Rockstar Capital H HQ. Freedom, guys, you were there. What, what did you think? It, it, it was very, uh, right. Yeah, go ahead, Marcel. Go ahead. No, very, very professional. What you got set up there, real business. But also which is why your event is unique, is very intimate, which I, we haven't experienced anywhere else. I appreciate it. I want to ask you guys a question. Anybody on chat? Has anybody ever been to Grant Cardone's office and seen his operations? <laughs> give, me a, give me a 10X if you've been there. Jaden said he has. There's one, somebody else. Okay, and that's where I met the Freedom Guys. Guys, did we meet at a Grant Cardone event? Yeah, sure did. Okay. Real Estate Summit. The real estate summit, right? But we didn't get to go to his office, though. Right. We just hung out there. Here, 
I've been to his office a couple of times. And in fact, there's a great video of me, him and my two boys from 2018, where I was there and I paid, I paid money to sit down with him. Uh, I'm actually a student, I'm part of his $100,000 club that, 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 that I have, that, that I've been there to get private mentoring, right? So I'm a big education guy. I went in there and before I had asset management, I saw that he had asset management. I'm like, what is that? Because to me, I had them all together. Probably man's asked me, I didn't know I was doing it all together at the same time. I saw how he had it separated. I saw his organization from the inside. And when you get to come to my prop to my office, you can see my organization from the inside. And I'm going to tell you from the last time that the Freedom Guys were there, it's grown. We brought back the management company. So I will have all my regionals there. You'll get to meet my, my mainest teams. Robert Garina, he's been there. Hey, thank you, by the way, Robert, for my birthday gift. I didn't get a chance to put it on stories yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I just had too many stories today, and I wanted to give you special. So Robert got me a birthday gift. and got me these amazing Texas A&M um, Adidas shoes, um, which I'm going to be wearing on game day. I'm going to save them only for Saturdays in, in, the, in the fall. But thank you for thinking of me. It's my birthday week on Sunday. And uh, that means the world to me that you would do that. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, but the point is you get to come there and you get to see it from the inside. Hey, Ashley. Ashley was there at our last event. Uh, Ashley came in from, uh, don't tell me, Ashley, you live in the Northeast. Uh, Rhode, not a Rhode Island. Where, where, where do you live, Ashley? You live in Massachusetts, Rhode Island. One of the small states. Which one is it, Ashley? Connecticut. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I knew it was one of the tiny ones. <laughs> I think the, the city of Houston is as, as big as Connecticut. Um, but but um, you get to come there and you get to, to, to get behind the curtain. Tiny right. but wealthy. You are correct, Ashley. Connecticut is tiny but wealthy. Uh, I still want to come visit. Um, and, and, uh, and you get to ask questions and see what we look like today. How were we set up? And I'm going to tell you, I didn't have an office until 2020. And that's a, that surprised a lot of people, right? I did it. At, my office was, every, it was any clubhouse, any club room. Any of my properties that had a, a, a club area, that was my office. I never wanted to be at home. My regionals are never at home. I tell them, you either be in my, in my office or you need to be at the sites. And if you're in my office, I better see why you're there. And so when I see my regionals come in, they're there um, counting money orders or they're doing reporting or they're getting ready for something. Nobody's there messing around. You get to see what that looks like on a day-to-day -day function. And I'm a big believer that when you see it, you can grow from it. When you see it, it becomes real. In the last, um, in the 12 months right before the slowdown, 21 to 22, I grew my, my real estate holdings, my portfolio by 60% because I started hanging around Grant Cardone. And when I started hanging around Grant Cardone, I could see, he made it real for me. I, I did over $200 million in 12 months. I went from an asset value of, I think it was 400 and change to 675. I grew my business by 60% in one year, which took me 10 years to build it. All because I could see what it's, what it's supposed to look like. A lot of times we can't get off the square one because we don't know what it looks like. When you go to these events, you see the Freedom Guys, they have a property. They're trying to get to my level. Okay, well, their, their chances have increased by being close to me. Right. By seeing what we're doing, by being able to access, like even though I, I'm part of Grant's club, I, you know, Grant, Grant doesn't always uh, uh, answer my call. I always answer these guys' calls, right? 
proximity to power. And if they can get their calls answered, then then they'll be able to keep moving forward. And they'll be able to, they won't, that little road bump, it's just a bump. When they ask me, what do I do? They're going to want to slow down. They know, bro, jam it. Jam it, go faster, go to 90, run over that bump. (laughs) Don't go slow over it, just run it over. That's right. You know, that's and, right. and, and that's what it is. So I would love to invite everybody. Here is our QR code. Please, if you enjoyed today and you guys want to get three days of me, if you want to spurge and get a little bit more and come to my house and get, and get you know, VIP uh, um, dinners with me, either in my house or in a dinner together, please come. And I'm going to tell you what I've seen is that you can tell people who don't get the ticket, Freedom Guys, you were there, they feel a little left out. <laughs> yeah yeah they do because we all come back the next morning talking about whatever we did and you know Houston's is a great town there's a lot of great places to stay and great places to eat but man if you're going to come here why wouldn't you want to just get the full the full package right and be part of that and you never know what conversations are coming up and i always feel bad right that you know because the freedom i'm sorry the, the well the free guys course because they're in the vip program but they always sit in the front right in the center and everybody else is behind them and behind them, behind them, you know, and then they don't get to get that extra, that extra attention. And I think it's those extra moments that really can help build you guys. They really keep them going. Maybe there's questions you have that you were, didn't want to ask in front of the crowd or in front of the other group, but you want to ask privately. Hey, I'm there to answer whatever I can. Just keep a glass of wine in my hand and I'm ready to go. So thank you, Freedom Guys, <laughs> right. for having me today. Thank you to your amazing community. I'm so glad to see you guys grow it up and, and, and blow it up the way you guys are doing. I would love to please invite as many of you to our event as I can. Hey, and for you guys, if you guys want to um, um, learn about our accelerator program, Jason Wiley is on our call. I may, I, I may do one where I invite you all free for the first time so you can see if this is what you like. You know, maybe, maybe I'll give you a free, a free one or two weeks of, of, uh, of free um, accelerator calls for your group only. Uh, so you guys can see if you enjoy that, you know, it's every week, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock and I go through and I share with you whatever I'm going through. Um, many guys don't ever miss. Um, um, we always record them and, and you guys can attend. So I'll have Jason come up with some sort of package for you guys where you can at least try it on a trial offer. And if you love it and you guys like it, please, please stay with it. If not, Hey, you know, it's okay. It's not for everybody. Maybe. You know, yeah, but it's the only it's the only real estate education that's taught by a two-time national over the year. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. So, guys, again, thank you so much for having us here. We we love the multifamily freedom chasers community. And uh, like Robert said, we're more than happy to see how we can help you out. I did put in a simple form that we have if you are interested in our weekly calls through the accelerator group. Uh Victor is on there all the time. You know, Marcel and Trevor are able to hop in when they're available and we'd love to see you on those calls as well so just fill out that form and we'll get in touch with you and see how we can um you know how it can be of service to you so appreciate it again thanks guys excellent thanks everybody i had a great time let's go thanks robert thanks jason and yeah guys just just one last kind of farewell here we were at the mastermind earlier this year it's just an amazing opportunity robert peels back the curtain there's no stone unturned you get proximity to him. It's probably only 30 or 40 people. So you're in a small room and you get to absorb all of Robert's and the Rockstar team's juice while he drops all these Jedi nuggets on operations and actually just executing from A to Z as a multifamily active real estate investor. So take advantage of it. Plus, I think it's it's amazing, right, Robert? Like with this small window of time, 
that you guys are ramping up to taking operations in-house. I think that's super unique. And plus, it's a unique situation in the market as well to invest in yourself, invest in your education, invest in your network to capitalize on what's going to be happening in the market here very, very shortly. Trevor, I can jump in there, man. I have not bought a deal all year. And, and I haven't done it because I don't want to buy as rates are keep going up. Because as rates are going up, then technically that property's cap rate is going up and I overpaid. I'm waiting for stability. I've never seen a five and a half point uh, move on their Fed rates like I have. That's never happened. But it's creating the most unbelievable and obvious opportunity for anybody out there. Like, you know, people are going to have to give, give back their deals at less value. They're either running out of term. I've got deals right now where I'm running up against the term. They're going to extend it for a little bit, but you've already extended it once. Now this is the last time. Hey, what are you going to do? I need you to pay. I need you to figure out what you're going to do. And so that's what's, what's going on with you guys. That You guys get a chance to take advantage. The blood is in the streets, but it is going to be especially bad come 2024. There's a monster tranche of loans that were originated uh, two and three years ago, and it's all in Q1, Q2 of 2024. You want to be ready to go. You That's want to right. be educated. Uh, uh, the moment, the, to me, this is my plan. Everybody's different. The moment the Fed stops moving rates, <laughs> the moment the Fed stops moving rates is when you should be buying. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, before we wrap up here, the, the wrap up to the wrap up, can we stop the screen share, Jason, and let's do our uh, social media plug here. Robert, is there a light that you can turn on so we can see your face better? And we oh, I'm so sorry. Pictures? I didn't realize. <laughs> you're, in, you're in witness protection right now, brother. I am. I am. <laughs> One of those I crazy tenants are after you. I was sitting here an hour and a half and it, it got dark on me, so I, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> all good. All good. Let's get this photo in here, guys. All right. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Excellent. Throw it on the IG, tag Robert Martinez, tag Rockstar Capital, show some love. And uh, Robert, thank you so much, Jason. Man, thank you. Hey, follow thank me you. on social media. Follow me on Instagram. I give out videos every day of stuff like, like this at Apartment Rockstar. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you all so much. Guys, let's wrap up here with, uh, I think we got one slide here to conclude our time. And then it'll be, uh, see you later until the next one. All right, we already covered that one. All right, Marcel, you want to take us home on this one, bro? Absolutely, guys. So we're excited for the Marta team, our newest uh, leaders on the in the community here, to start. Is it tomorrow? No, wait. Today is today is today's Thursday. Next week. Today's next Thursday. week. That's right. Yeah, next Wednesday. Right is when the team comes on. We start a new um, a new educational part of our ecosystem it's called the foundations um, um, zoom in the foundation zooms everything is covered and how to get started how to build a team what's gp what's lp how to raise money etc all on the foundation level and how to get started i think it will be really exciting the first thing the team gets started andrea and abishka they will be talking about how to find general partners with their team what does it mean how do you split up the team, et cetera? So if you want to know how a deal is run, how a syndication is put together, Wednesday is the day. So super excited for that. And with that, I think uh, we earned us a good evening now. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate you jumping in with the Freedom Chasers on a Thursday night with our special Zoom with the Apartment Rockstar.
Till next time, everybody.